Hello and welcome to MLW Confusion. I'm your host Rob Cameron bringing you all that you may or may not need to know about Major League Wrestling and its television programming. This week we have Fury Road and Fusion 181, so big double header show this week. I have been ill, so I am going to do what I can to power through this. Uh, I guess I've just gone out and watched too much wrestling, too many unwashed mats, uh, mashes, mashes, masses, too many unwashed masses, uh, all the humanoids, and the one called Manders, of course. Everything is his fault, obviously. He probably contaminated that autograph he gave me with I don't know, some sort of cowboy virus and my highfalutin city lifestyle just can't handle it. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so I've actually been ill most of the week, so I'm going to try to power through this. So if I sound horrible, or at least worse than usual, that's the reason why. Um, but man, it's been a big week. I can't just not do a show. Uh, so powering through it, we got some news first, a little bit, not much news, but First of it is not even MLW. First of all, it is crunch time here, assuming I can get back up on my feet enough to, do, to see it. Uh, but MLW Confusion is the proud sponsor of SCW Pro 20th anniversary, 20 years of SCW Pro action at the Bluegrass Community Center. Uh, Tomorrow, well, at the time of the, this dropping, uh, like two days at the time of this recording, but... September 9th, uh, 7 p.m. at the Bluegrass Community Center. $10 gets you in the door. 20 years of SCW Pro action comes to a head. Uh, be there. I'm hoping I'll be there. We'll we'll see how, how the germs say. So I might just be in the corner, wrapped up like a mummy, so I can't breathe on anybody. But we, we will figure this out. Um, on the MLW front, it's been a quiet week overall. We've been just basking in the glow of Fury Road. Uh, but in the process of it, we've announced, uh, MLW's announced their next event, uh, Slaughterhouse. That'll be Saturday, October 14th uh, at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, no formal matches have been announced at this point, uh, but a list of talent is made available, of course, and this includes uh, an MLW World Heavyweight Champion Alex Kane and his Beaumaye Fight Club, Jacob Fatu, who is still with us, so bully on that, man, Selena De La Renta, Matt Cardona, Davey Boy Smith Jr., Mance Warner and the Second Gear Crew, Ricky Shane Page, Akira, Hot Sauce Tracy Williams, Delmi Exo, the World Featherweight Champion, Becca, Love, Doug, Ichiban, Tony Deppin, Little Guido, and of course, um, our backstage crew of Matt Stryker, Joe Dombrowski, and Mr. St. Laurent. So tickets are on sale for that event, um, and really the biggest thing to come out of that is uh, New Japan star, New Japan legend, Minoru Suzuki, the angry murder grandpa, will be there. <clears throat> so, big cough, uh, as I said, big week, uh, got people in Foxheads running around, it is Furry Road, uh, excuse me, there's only one R in that, it is Fury Road, uh, Big MLW event to be had, so let's cut out the rest of the talking. No, not really. I guess you got, you got to talk to have a podcast. Uh, but cut out the superfluous talking uh, and just jump right 
again. Uh, so, Fury Road starts out with a Willie Mac Alex Kane hype to lead into our intro. Uh, Joe Dombrowski and Matt Stryker are our commentary team tonight. And it looks like we are starting with Ricky Shane Page versus Jacob Fatu for the National Openweight Championship in a Weapons of Mass Destruction match. First thing, right off the bat. The ref has a hazmat suit on, and that entertains me to no end, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are starting off hot. Oh, yeah. In more ways than one. So not just the hazmat suit, but as soon as the bell rings, we got brawling. Tope by Fatu. Uh, that, of course, leads to Fatu screwing up his knee, so he is visibly limp limping. Chairs are introduced into the fold. Uh, Fatu set into the chairs into the corner. Uh, Sue play through them. Uh, Page goes after Fatu's bare feet, which doesn't happen enough in professional wrestling, as far as I'm concerned. If your opponent has bare feet, I don't know why you're not stomping on them or, you know, going for the cuticles or whatnot more often. Uh... <laughs> Also in the process of this, um, he um, loosens the top turnbuckle um, and unhooks the turnbuckle itself uh, from, well, the corner. Uh, and uses that to kind of hook and gouge at Fatu's feet as well. We brawl around the ring to the outside. Uh, back inside the ring, uh, Fatu hits uh, a twisting plancha. Uh, back in, Fatu counters... Um, and a twist, uh, a twist of fate. Oh, excuse me, counters a twist of fate. I thought I wrote down Fatu, but that's how bad my handwriting is. Uh, Fatu counters a twist of fate. Falcon Arrow should have gotten three because it's the Falcon Arrow, but only two for Fatu. Uh, Fatu hits Ricky Shane Page with a gas can. Uh, Ricky Shane Page is now outside the ring and bleeding, twisting Senton off the middle rope by Fatu. Uh, Samoan drop through a board placed outside the ring. Uh, Ricky Shane Page uh, makes a comeback, but he misses a diving somersault Senton through the ladder. Uh, that's now out and about. I've obviously missed things with my notes. Uh, Fatu uh, shoves Ricochet Page's face into the biohazard craze outside. And for those of you not aware, like that's how we've lost a Magnus Kruger. Uh, he got his head shoved in the shoved in the uh, biohazard crate. So uh, Ricky's face is all mangled up at this point. Uh, when Akira comes out and attacks Fatu, um, to at least you know, get some sort of distraction uh, as the medics wrap up Paige's face, and now he's a mummy. Uh, Kira accidentally walk, uh, walks into a kick by RSP. Um, that uh, that luckily kind of like serves as enough distraction for Akira to hit a for Paige to hit a low blow and a DT a DDT on the chair, leading to our first potential title change of the evening and new MLW. National Openweight Champion, Ricky Shane Page. And I know the guys in the uh, Urban Wrestling Network weren't high on this match. Uh, but, like, I didn't hate it. Like, it wasn't too bad. Uh, just And if nothing else, it's just for some of the creativity uh, Ricky Shane Page showed with uh, his use of weapons in the process. And just some of the weird-ass bumps he chose to take throughout that. Uh, but again, this kind of wrestling is also kind of in my wheelhouse. I'm a I either you know want pure technical wrestling, or I just want all the garbage thrown in. So you know, uh, you know that part I don't hate. Uh, I'm not high on the calling necessarily, and I'm not high on the concept of double champions. As I now punch the microphone. Um, but yeah, it, it was what it was, and you know it was good enough match. Uh, 
I feel like for an opener though, they should really like played up some of the, uh, you know, took took it up to a next gear or whatnot because it did feel kind of hokey at times, especially with the uh, weapons of mass destruction cake uh, crate. All right, moving on. Uh, we were getting the hype package for uh, the Matt Cardona, uh, Mr. St. Laurent, and the second gear crew. Cardona will be taking on Mance Warner in a Kiss My Foot match. Backstage, uh, Sam Laterna's with Old Mance and the second gear crew. And everybody except for Mance is about ready to vomit. He's gonna puke. He's gonna puke. Uh, not really, unfortunately, though, I would totally pay to see Manders puke, uh, but Mance, you know, puts over the smell of his feet, and, you know, how much work he does with them, and all that good stuff, um, that's coming up here in a bit, but first we're gonna have sessions with Saint Laurent, uh, MSL has a new addition to his wardrobe, it is a tracksuit, and his mystery person, his mystery guest, Totally worth the wait. Selena De La Renta is back. She is bringing in Luchadores and hyping up the debut of Slaughterhouse, which is the October 14th uh, big event on Fight Plus. Uh, this is kind of big news because she has mysteriously disappeared like after getting kidnapped. So she is back, uh, whether she's full on promotion Estorado or if she's holding some other role within the company, that remains to be seen. But the most important thing is Selena De La Renta is back. Following this, we have the number one contendership for the MLW Featherweight Championship. It is Maki Ito taking on pop superstar Becca. Uh, we have an initial challenge to a sing-off, but before Maki Ito can get her song in, Becca attacks. Uh, Maki takes over, though, and wears out Becca with a kendo stick. Uh, Becca comes back after uh, what they call a thick head attack. Uh, it's the big, like, diving headbutt kind of thing um, that... Uh, Maki Ito does. Uh, then Becca pulls out some Jerry Lawler footage and starts like singing while do while doing offensive maneuvers. Uh, we get a stack style pin by Ito for two though. Uh, we have a big strike battle. Uh, Becca though is doing a matrix dodge. However, gets a thick head for her efforts. Uh, they end up fighting over the microphone and Maki fires up. Tornado DDT by Becca and a TKO gets two. Uh, Maki with the Lance Storm roll. Uh, Becca gets to the ropes, though. Uh, elevated DDT on the apron. 4-2 by Maki Ito. Uh, Maki misses the headbutt. We get a DVD. 450 splash. And the winner of this match, Becca. Uh, after the match, Love Doug is out with a gift. And Becca just totally blows him off as to be expected uh fun match uh really showing what both competitors can do it's a good taste of maki ito uh to start the party off with and of course like a excellent showcase uh for becca um especially since she's she's going to be the one apparently going to be hanging around for a bit where this is kind of a one shot for maki so really really unfortunately well, or fortunately, depending on who you stand for more, um, you know, it really made sense for Becca to be the one to pull off the victory for this here match. Um, doop, 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 doop. There's my singing for this thing uh, as I figure out where I was going with my notes. 
because it's going to be one of those days. I'm half delirious, just screaming into the void. Anyway, our next match is the Kiss My Foot match. Matt Cardona with Mr. St. Laurent takes on Mance Warner. Uh, Cardona gets on the mic and puts over that this is just another payday for him. The first of money in uh, first of many in MLW. Uh, Mance comes in. We are going to have this match, but... Cardona powders out of the ring, like, right after the lockup. Uh, we get a flurry of Mance Warner offense, and Cardona powders again. Cardona just tries to flat-out leave this time, and Mance attacks, brings him back, or uh, brings him back a bit before uh, Cardona gets backdropped on the uh, ramp. So, uh, Cardona isn't just phoning this in. He's going to take some take some bumps in here to get it, too. Uh, Mr. Sailoron distracts. Mancer, though, allowing Cardona to hit a DDT on the floor. Mance is now bleeding, but gets back in the ring at the nine count. Uh, Cardona goes for blood, and there's a chair introduced. Uh, reboot by Matt Cardona, uh, a.k.a. his like Long Island boot or whatever it used to be called when he was Zack Ryder. Uh, only gets a two count, though. Ringboard is slid into the ring. Uh, Mance spears Cardona through said ringboard. Only gets a two count, though. A series of lariats gets two as well. They are trading strikes, standing on chairs. Uh, Cardona, with a Death Valley driver through those chairs, only gets a two count off that. Uh, Cardona has a chair and Stone Cold's himself off the ropes. Knee pad up, knee pad down. Uh, however, MSL gets the distraction. Low blow, radio silence, and your winner, Matt Cardona. Uh... Before we get into the shenanigans part of this, uh, just wasn't a fan. Like, the one thing I do have a complaint of is it's, like, another match ending with a low blow. Like, for all practical purposes. Wasn't a fan of that, but everything else about the match was great. Um, obviously, Cardona is not just resting on his laurels. He is putting in the work. And almost any time Mance Warner gets in the ring, he is magic. Uh, so, great match by the two competitors. Uh, we get to the kiss my foot part. And evidently, Mance now has to kiss both Mr. St. Laurent's and Zack Ryder. Or, excuse me, Matt Cardona's uh, feet. And, yeah, we're not having that. Uh, MSL shows off his uh, pedicured feet, and Mance talks about how he's a man of his word, and then proceeds to chew the ever-loving poop out of Mr. St. Laurent's feet. And it's hilarious. Hilarious, I tells you. Uh, He does, like, get beaten down for his efforts, uh, though, like gets repelled eventually uh but yeah like we figured there like i figured there's gonna be some shenanigans involved so like why you know why not like like this this is another match that leads to all of the shenanigans Though, the opposite of shenanigans is our next match. Ichiban making his uh, on-screen MLW debut, taking on the sauce Tracy Williams. Uh, They are trading offense. Uh, uh, Sauce is out-wrestling Ichiban, but Ichiban picks up the pace and takes over that way. Uh, However, uh, Sauce just works over Ichiban. Pump handle driver by Sauce only gets a two-count, though. Uh... Wow, lost my thing already because I don't know which direction we're going. That's the direction we're going on these notes. Ha, 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 ha. Ichiban, though, uh, kicks Sauce off the top rope, uh, then goes for uh, just to yank him off the ropes. And uh, I, I hate, I, this is such a weird description, 
but Sauce does this like falling DDT, whereas he's falling off the top rope, he grabs his opponent and locks into DDT. Uh, at Never Say Never, he actually concussed uh, Timothy Thatcher, uh, ending the match early, uh, doing that maneuver. Uh, Look like that's where they're going again. Uh, Ichiban rolls to the outside, and before they can, the ref can really do anything about it, though, Sauce is just on top of him. Uh, so Ichiban tries to fight back, eventually succeeds though, but his comeback is squashed. Uh, Flurry ends with a topic on Elo though, crossbody for two. Uh, modified divorce court mid air, crossface DVT, uh, DVD for two by Sauce. Uh, Ichiban like comes back out of nowhere with a jumping flatliner, the Ichiban Kai, and gets the win in his televised debut. Uh, great match. Um, you know, if I can be, you know, snarky complain, like I'd like Sauce to get a win here, but like really, like you dra- you drafted Ichiban, he needs to get the win. But both competitors showed what they can do uh, and put on a very good match uh, for the crowd. Uh, probably like honestly, like top two match of the night. Um, I really like can't praise this match enough. Sauce uh, showed some edge to him. Ichiban showed uh, how agile he is and his innovative offensive styles as well. So it really was a good a good exhibition for both competitors. Following this, we have the start of the New Japan uh, partnership with MLW as Kushida takes on Tony Deppin. Uh, thing I noticed is what's up with Kushida's hair? He's got all sorts of like weird lines cut into it and whatnot uh but Deppin is sent into the ropes gets cut but fixes it and sends it and gets sent to the floor we get a lot of mat wrestling as Deppin taunts but Kushida takes over Deppin powders and taunts the fans and he does this quite a bit before during and after the match um comes back aside and of course we got more mat wrestling uh Deppin takes oh uh, takes over starts working over the leg uh, and gets a two pa- two count off a suplex. Deppin traps Kushida in the turnbuckle and we get a big knee and a double stomp only gets two off that uh Kushida fires up and fights outside reverse sto in a chair that looked nasty step up somersault senton on deppin who's sitting in that in the chair inside the ring we get several near fall attempts uh double ko on strikes but kushida hits the back to the future to finally get the three count uh after the match deppin goes for a handshake and oh it was a middle finger instead no respect there uh very solid matches like this was also a clinic put on by two very uh capable competitors uh both these gentlemen can wrestle a broom and make that match look good uh but yeah so the winner of the match is kushida kind of figure that's where they're going to help like cement the legacy of this new japan partnership and as i pointed out in the uh in the uh, urban wrestling podcast that deppin isn't really that high up on the card either so it was really kind of a foregone conclusion once it was announced that he was wrestling uh, uh he was wrestling kushida that you know kushida is probably gonna win it but still like Possibly the match of the night, just like all sorts of ups and downs, uh, incredible mat work, and Deppin's, excuse me, really had the opportunity to uh, show off his character uh, for this here match. Speaking of this New Japan partnership, I will gladly admit now that I'm starting to eat some crow as the second competitor coming over from New Japan is everyone's favorite angry murder grandpa Minoru Suzuki and man like I am psyched for this like I wish 
I felt better so I could sound like actually psyched for this. Um, but like Suzuki's like, one of my favorite New Japan guys. Like he's done it all. He's capable of doing it all. And he's one more than willing to kind of like help the next generation. Uh, but he is also just more than willing to kill you as well. Uh, whether this is done via brawling, uh, he could actually also is actually hilarious and will work comedy matches if need be. Not that I see that coming, uh, but just dude, like the real question is what? Uh, like who's getting the wrath of Kazini Hare? You know, uh, like there's a handful of guys whose styles really mesh, and we'll kind of have someone at the end of the show lay down the challenge, but we'll save that uh, for when that pops up. Uh, but after this big news, it is time for our main event. Alex Kane defending the MLW Heavyweight Championship against Willie Mack. Uh, starting the match with a pie face and a slap by Kane. And then Mack just knocks Kane the F out, man. Uh, but enough like goes on. They don't start the match. Uh, just gets twos for that matter. Uh, got some mud hole stomping and big kicks by Willie Mack. Uh, Kane finally gets a strike flurry in, but that's all for naught as uh, Mack hits a Topecon Elo. We brawl outside. Kane c- comes back with a German suplex on the floor. Big splash on the ring apron by Kane. Does it twice, but only gets a two count for his efforts on that. T-Bone suplex only gets two as well. Uh, flipping the page, Mac hits a suplex of his own, uh, but uh, but like eats several repost throw throws and a Saito for his efforts. Unfortunately, uh, Mac comes back, hits the stunner, but Kane rolls to the floor, stopping Mac from getting any sort of victory. Mac hits the pescado. Uh, however, Kane hits a low rope kick and a gut wrench suplex. The straps are down. A spear gets two. Uh, Mac hits a big spine buster. Only gets two. Uh, Cade Maker crash landing. Those get two. Uh, counter into the pay dirt. Rolls into a choke. Uh, finally, like after a moment or two, uh, Cade chokes Willie back out. Uh, however, like there could be some controversy on that because like the referee, like let. Mac's arm go down for the third time and Mac like caught himself and then dropped it so but the ref just went and called for the bell anyway but the important thing is your winner and still MLW World Heavyweight Champion Alex Kane and this was a well thought well earned victory for Kane uh this wasn't necessarily like a big statement win but it's going to show that like you know he's not dro- he's he's for real and he's not going to just disappear with uh, you know and lose the belt right away um he he was forced to earn this here match uh afterwards uh Cade gets on the mic and he uh, puts over willie mack talks about respect and puts his hand out there and mack accepts it says bobaye but only gonna do it once so mark it on your calendars uh that's how we end the show uh just said like this was a good match to be had by kane i was a little salty about like all the verbal smack that kane talked like he really i felt hit some low blows and max just like whatever yeah i i, I respect you too uh good on you like i don't know like basically he, 
Kane did everything but insult Mac's family. And Mac just ultimately was just like cool with it because he got a title shot out of the deal. Uh, but barring that, you know, it was a good match to be had. Uh, you know, again, showing that they're putting some faith behind Kane uh, being an established competitor such as Willie Mac. Uh, and that's how we're ending Fury Road. Uh, you know, it was a really good show to be had. Uh, all the matches were great. Um even the ones that you try to argue wasn't so great. Like I was thoroughly entertained by it. And really that like, that's the important thing off of it. Obviously we got some big surprises coming out with, uh, the return of Selena de la Renta and, uh, the debut of Minoru Suzuki. Uh, so like there's just a little of everything going on in that two hours. Um, though, try to keep this thing from being two hours. Uh, let's take a brief pause for the cause. Uh, get some energy drinks or whatnot. I'll be back. Un momento. We'll talk about MLW Fusion 181. If you're like me, sometimes you need a pick-me-up to get you through the day. I drink Ray's Energy for that pickup. Ray's comes in a bunch of different flavors, and more recently Italian Ice, which is great, by the way. And it contains no sugar, so there's no crash after you drink it. And, really, like, best of all, if you go through me and go to wetrepsports.com, use my code CASS, you get 15% off your order. So, also, be like CASS, drink Ray's Energy. Alright, Fusion 181 starts out in the office of the World Titan Federation, MSL had to get a rabies shot and notes that the second gear crew will pay for what they've done to his tootsies. We get our intro and Joe Jombrowski and Matt Stryker welcome us to the show. Run down the card tonight. Uh, Mr. St. Laurent is back in the ring, teleporting from his Skyrise Tower. Uh, he notes that the World Titan Federation has gotten its promoter's license and he has resigned his position with MLW as such. Um, and he also takes the liberty to introduce us to Snitsky. Uh, Snitsky comes to the ring, and before we even, like, get a bell and know who the other guy is, Snitsky's just killing things. It turns out, uh, Snitsky's opponent is the Yusufer L, that thing I didn't realize what it was, like, a couple of months ago when it lost to Banders. But the caveman dude is just getting killed. Clotheslines, big boots. Snitsky finally settles on ending this match with a choke slam. Uh, we, we even get a stretcher job for this squash match, but Snitsky's like, nah, no stretchers for you, and starts smiling and kicking the heck out of uh, Yusufer L. Oh, that was short and sweet, and I guess uh, Snitsky followed through on his promise of pain. Uh, so there's not much to say about that match. It was a squash by like the exact defi definition of squash, uh, just to let us know that Snitsky means business. Following this, we get highlights of Selena De La Renta. For any of us who came to the party late in MLW and don't know who she is, this did a good job of showing who she was and what she is capable of. Following this, we get an interview with Calvin Tankman. Uh, talks about uh, Shigehiro Irie coming in and offering an open challenge for the WXW Unified Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Calvin notes that he is the biggest, baddest, heaviest hitter in MLW, and he is taking singles gold by any means necessary. As announced earlier, Minoru Suzuki is coming to MLW uh, uh, at Slaughterhouse October 14th. Kaze Nihare, yeah baby, Ex still excited for that. Uh, salivating at who could be, uh, I I'm personally hoping for O'Shea Edwards, uh, 
though I don't think that's happening, especially by the end of this here episode. Matt Stryker is now in the ring when he's interrupted by the FBI and Jesus Rodriguez. They kick Stryker out of the ring and kind of kick the rope into his leg as he leaves. Uh, Jesus uh, puts over the FBI and comes up with some story about how, you know, the Italians are the original Latinos and his father worked for the FBI in Philly way back in the day and blah, 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 blue. Um, it was kind of what it was. Ran a little bit long, but whatever. It was good enough. Uh, this leads uh, to uh, that mocking Microman, who is out with the main events. Uh, Jay Lyon and uh, Midas Black, the tag team of the main event. Uh, looks like it's going to be Guido and Microman to start. Guido's doing all the shtick. Finally starts shaking his butt. Microman bites it. Jesus is tagged in and immediately decimates Microman. Uh, Ray Jazz gets tagged in and uh, him and Guido do the Paizan choke. Kind of like the Paizan elbow, but they just start choking him instead of hitting an elbow. Uh, they're on their knees as they're doing this too to really hammer down the point that Microman is tiny. Uh... After some shenanigans, uh, Microman tries to come back, but Jesus cuts him off the pass, and we get shenanigans in off that. Uh, Midas Black, though, gets a hot tag and cleans house. A high-flying combo by the main event uh, gets a two-count uh, on Ray Jazz because Guido comes in and breaks everything up. We go to break, and we come back, and the main event has dispatched the FBI. Uh, we get a mini Vader bomb uh, through a hoop by Microman gets the three count on Ray Jazz, the winners of this match, the main event, and Microman. And, like, let's be real about it. Like, I'm not going to poo-poo anything with Microman in it, because I love that little fella. He is hilarious. I enjoy anything he does. And, of course, it's the FBI, so you don't have to take them too seriously. Uh, Jesus came in and just did his stuff, and it worked out well enough. Uh, but just kind of a quick, painless match that kind of served as a in-between point between this squash, a kind of a palate cleanser, and then going to lead up to our main event here in a moment. Uh, however, we're not done up here yet. Uh, Sam Adonis comes out with a chair. He magically has hair. He uh, lost it in Mexico. Uh, I don't know. He must be taking some of that Mexican muscle candy or something of the like. Uh, but he comes down and runs runs down Microman, uh, talking about jealousy and whatnot. And as he's getting ready to kind of like start something, Snitsky comes out and Snitsky double choke slams the main event. Uh, Adonis traps Microman in the corner as Snitsky punts dolls around. Uh, and before Snitsky has a chance to punt Microman, the second gear crew come out, you know, a way bit late to, you know, start saving people that aren't Microman, but whatever, better late than ever, I suppose. Blame Manders for that once again. Uh, but the second gear crew come uh, come in just in time to save the day. Backstage, Sam Laterna is with Sam Adonis, and he is going to make sure Microman is never seen again. And we find out next week, Sam Adonis takes on Microman. So looking forward to that one. Actually, that that actually should be a lot of fun, uh, just because Sam Adonis is kind of a douchebag, and Microman is buckets of fun. 
Uh, following this, we do get uh, kind of a behind-the-scenes look at Alex Kane. Uh, he talks about his rough childhood uh, before talking about the Bomaye and the ascension of the Bomaye movement, the addition of Jay Bougie into the Bomayes, and then eventually winning the MLW World Heavyweight Championship. And I felt like this is something they should have done last week uh, when they were really kind of hy- hyping up our competitors for the world title match and, you know, Instead, we're just going to have this extra little segment here with a talked about our world champion. But, okay, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, moving along, it is time for our main event of the evening. Calvin Takeman challenges for the WXW Unified Heavyweight Championship as he takes on Shigehiro Irie. We've seen Irie in the past uh, with strong hearts and then also in singles action more recently. Uh, we start the match uh, with a tie-up and they trade strikes. Takeman takes over for a bit and sends Irie outside and follows him. Surprisingly, not diving or topeing or anything of the like. We get a brawl. Tankman misses a splash into the guardrail. Uh, Irie jumps onto Tankman. <laughs> Tankman who's sitting in a chair. Like, I, I don't know, like, if that's supposed to be like a senton or whatnot. But he just kind of, like, jumped into Tankman's arms and the chair didn't break or topple over. Uh, so that was I- interesting to see uh, if, it's a, even though it didn't quite work. Um Inside the ring, uh, Tankman uh, is resting against the ropes. Uh, Irie comes at him, while and while Tankman's like literally leaning on the ropes, nabs Irie and hits him with a power slam on the ring apron, which happens to be the hardest part of the ring. Also, a maneuver I have never actually seen done quite like that before. Uh, this leads to a spirit battle inside the ring. We're gonna trade some forearms and some strikes. Irie goes for a slam, but he can't pick up Tankman. Uh, Tankman, however, can pick up Irie and follows it up with a big splash for two. Uh, we go to break and we come back. Tankman is chopping away at Irie, but Irie fires back. Uh, get a cross body on the ring apron on a sit- onto a sitting Takeman, uh, followed up by a pump handle driver by Takeman. Only gets two, though. Uh, big power bomb gets a two count, and the world star uh, forearm elbow to the back of Irie's head. Uh, but he sl- but Irie slips out of the Tankman driver. Uh, Irie fires up with a batch of lariats and a cannonball into a draped Takeman before hitting the uh, the Beast Bomber Lariat to get the one, two, three. Uh, after the match, respect is shown. Uh, this was a solid, hard-hitting match between the two competitors. Uh, I would, I don't know. They didn't seem to quite be able to take it out of like first. Like they got heated, but they never really. I got like the extra action kind of like needed to take it up to the next level. Uh, but otherwise like, you know, it was like, there was nothing wrong with the execution. Uh, There's two, you know, big meaty men slapping meat, just two dudes like hammering away at each other. Lots of strikes to be had. Um, respect is shown though. So like it was just for the belt, nothing personal. Um, as we get ready to fade out, we get some words from Jacob Fatu in the parking lot. Uh, he talks about legends and talks about Suzuki and New Japan and then the Samoan dynasty uh, that he's a part of. And he may be a puppet within that dynasty, but he is still like, you know, part of that legend. He is building his own legend and he lays down the challenge to Minoru Suzuki. You know, and there you have it. Like, I. Uh, 
it looks like it's going to be Calvin Takeman versus Minoru Suzuki. And, like, that'll be a good match. It will be. I'm just disappointed. I'd like to see them give it give an opportunity to uh, I don't know, some of the lesser established folk on the roster. But, you know, uh, Fatu lends an air of uh, insanity, unpredictability to the match. Uh, whereas I think a lot of the other roster, it might magically be a foregone conclusion that uh, Suzuki will win. Uh, whereas with Fatu, that may not happen. And obviously, it won't be a bad match by any stretch of the imagination. So, you know, no complaints on that front. Uh, however, I am getting exhausted. Uh, just... Because, yeah, still not feeling great. Uh, covered the equivalent. Uh, did two shows. Did like a doubleheader here. Uh, so thank you all for paying attention to my rambling. I hope I didn't sound too much worse than usual. Uh, you know, hit me up on the socials. Uh, and stay tuned for the best way to help support this here podcast. Uh, in the meanwhile, I'm going to go get some rest. I'll catch you all next week. MLW Confusion is a weekly podcast that is written and performed by Rob Kammer and hosted by Spotify for podcasters. MLW Confusion is part of the Urban Wrestling Network. You can check out the Underground Rundown on YouTube at Urban Wrestling NW. The background music for this section is Ruined My Day, performed by Alan Schroeder. If you enjoyed this podcast and like to support, please like, subscribe, and tell your friends, family, and enemies. Leaving a review is also helpful, because word-of-mouth advertisement is very important for small podcasts. My social media links can be found in the descriptor below, but the Twitter and Instagram are at the Nova of Cass. That's T-H-E-N-O-V-A-O-F-C-A-S-S, and MLW Confusion can be found on Facebook at MLW Confusion, all one word. If you'd like to support monetarily and help upgrade my equipment, please check out my virtual tip jar at ko-fi.com slash Casanova. That's C-A-S-S-O-N-O-V-A. If you prefer more bang for your buck, go to patreon.com slash Casanova. For as little as $1, Patreon backers get access to the podcast early and without those pesky ads, plus other exclusive content. So join the crew that is headed up by Keith Wynn and Alan Schroeder and check it out. You can also find t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise at the Confusion Podcast store on Teespring. You can find that link below as well. For all business inquiries such as ads, sponsorship, and other voiceover work, please email at rzcammer at comcast.net. Camera is spelled K-A-M-E-R-E-R. Thank you all for listening.